Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better organist. We're your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Ushram Motuzaita Pinkavichin. We have over 25 years of experience of playing the organ. And we've been teaching thousands of organists online from 89 countries since 2011. So now let's jump in and get started with the podcast for today. We hope you'll enjoy it. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 584 of Secrets of Organ Playing Podcast. This question was sent by John and he writes, I'm wondering if you could help with selecting the next piece I should learn and give a ranking to the difficulty of these pieces. As you know, I am at a beginner intermediate level. There is no way I can tackle a large Bach fugue. I know I should learn some French repertoire, but that is also a challenge with finger technique and playing fast passages. Let me know what you think. BWV 547, Prelude in C major, Prelude only. BWV 546, Prelude in C minor, Prelude only. BWV 577, The Little Fugue in G minor. Funfair by Lemons. Noel number 10 by Dacan. Feel free to suggest any other pieces I should have in my next wish list. I'm also hoping to spend some time preparing a basic composition or improvisation for Easter, perhaps on the hymn tune Christ the Lord is Risen today. So John from Australia is back, right, with his yeah. question. Osha, what um, what do you think? 547 is this 9-8 uh, C major prelude. A very difficult one. Yes, it's it's a difficult one. I would not start probably working on that right away. Five forty six is um, C minor major prelude in few. Mm, probably also too difficult. The advanced level. Five seventy seven the jig fugue. Uh, oh, but he writes 577 is the jig fugue, but he writes the the title as the little fugue in G minor, which is actually 578. I think this might work. Probably. Yes, 578 would work. Out of these three pieces by Bach, I would say that this little fugue in G minor is the most manageable. Yes. And of course, Lemons, Fanfare would, would work well. Noel, number 10, would work by the can. Yes, right? if you have good finger technique. Because it's very playful. All these Noels by the can. We have, we, you know, the easy part is that we don't have a pedal part, but the hard thing is all that French ornamentation, which is so rich and varied. And of course, fast tempo. Mm, that's right. What can we suggest uh, he could learn in addition to Bach, Lemons, and Dacan? Maybe 
some 20th century music or 21st century music, right? If he likes it, because not everybody likes you know, contemporary music or 20th century music. It depends on, on his um, occasion, of course, uh, he is a liturgical organist and um, in this question he was preparing for Easter. As we are recording this podcast episode, uh, we have passed Easter uh, by, by a couple of weeks. And of course, um, he has to look uh, for other uh, festivities, maybe Pentecost, right? Yes, I think this is the, the one that is coming. Maybe then a creator of some kind. Sure, why not? And he, if he is really interested in uh, French music, uh, let's say French Baroque maybe music, he could look at the Veni Creator by Degrigny. Nicolas Degrigny. De oh. It's gorgeous. It's very nice. Do you think he could do it? Well, probably yes. Not maybe not entire set, but. Some parts. Yes, some parts. Yes, and it's a wonderful piece because if he would, if he would learn it, especially the opening section, the closing one, we are very well fitted not only for the Pentecost but also for wedding. Because I don't know how you know how the Protestant churches do, but but let's say Catholics, we always sing this you know the hymn to the Holy Ghost during yeah. the wedding ceremony in the in the beginning yes which is of course wedding creator so i guess this would work very well and i have played it myself for many many weddings Mm -hmm. in the past and nobody complained nobody complained yet (laughs) yes but of course if we are talking about wedding creator there are so many sets you know so many compositions based on it Even I wrote two. Yes, (laughs) and I played one of them. So, and of course, famous Durple variations, prelude, adagio, and variations on Veni Creator. Johann Sebastian Bach wrote a few choral preludes based on this um, this Lutheran version of the same choral. From Heiliger Geist, yes. Yes. And Dietrich Buxtehude wrote the same thing. You know, when, when John asked about repertoire and he named these big pieces by G.S. Bach, I thought if he doesn't feel like he is ready to play a fugue by G.S. Bach, maybe he needs to play some free works by Dietrich Buxtehude. Because I think his free works are easier than Bach's, but still really substantial works. And it's a good preparation for Bach, Bach's music. Uh, and you're saying this from your own experience now. Why now? I I always knew Bustehude. But uh, especially now, because you are in the middle of recording uh, Bustehude's works. Well, I'm at the beginning of it. Let's face it, there are like five volumes <laughs> and I'm just doing the first volume right now. Yes. But yes, if I will not fail, I might complete it in a year or so wonderful pieces i can hear them first hand your recording sessions very colorful music 
So, and there are all kinds of preludium by Buxtehude, which also, you know, has this Stilus Fantasticus, famous for North Germans, where you have these three episodes alternating with sort of uh, strictly counterpointal episodes, sort of like fugal sections, mm-hmm. but not as complicated as Bach's fugues. They are shorter and easier. Of course, there are Pasakalia, Chaconas. Yes, yes, and you know, the Pasakalia is easier because you have the same melody in the pedal all over again and again and again, so you don't need to think so much about pedal. This could be a and it's beautiful. A it's starting beautiful. starting composition for anybody who is interested in Buxtehude's free works, right? Yes, I because think it's, not it's too many, very nice. Not too many pedals, but the style is by Buxtehude. Everything else is quite lively, uh, but uh, maybe moderately lively. Uh, and uh, it's very famous piece too. Sure, and I'm sure that Bach knew it. Because, you know, you can hear some of reminiscence of it in, in Bach's Pasakalia. Yes, Bach's Pasakalia has its own structure. Nevertheless, Buxtehude's um, Pasakalia has four sections and each of those sections are written in different keys. Uh, tonic, uh, third degree, uh, key, then dominant key, and then back to tonic, and each of those sections have seven variations each, and uh, some scientists believe that that uh, those the number seven represents uh, back in the day as known uh, seven planets. So, so maybe cosmological significance. But anyway, it's a wonderful piece to look at. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I should do the fingering and pedaling for this piece definitely in the future. For people who are interested in learning it. So guys, please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. This was with us. And Usha. And remember, when you practice... Miracles happen. This podcast is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online. It has hundreds of courses, coaching and practice materials for every area of organ playing, thousands of instructional videos and PDFs. You will not find more value anywhere else online. Total Organist helps you to master any piece, perfect your technique, develop your sight reading skills, and improvise or compose your own music and much, much more. Sign up and begin your training today at organduo.lt and click on Total Organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. If you like our organ music, you can also support us on Patreon and get free CDs. Find out more at patreon.com slash secrets of organ playing.